0: You are listening to High Shelf Gaming. This is a show where we talk about board games and role-playing games and gaming conventions. If this is what you're looking for, please keep listening. You can always find us on our website, Facebook group, Facebook page. or on Twitter and Twitch and Discord, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. Super easy to join the community, and we look forward to meeting you. Hey everyone, David Gillespie here again with High Shelf Gaming, and as always, I am joined by the adjudicated Rich Wisniewski.
1: Your Honor, I would like to plead not guilty, (laughs) and you don't have the right to sentence me to anything. (laughs) You're out of order! I'll show you out of order! (laughs) Have you seen the Rick and Morty one where they did the, the court case?
0: Yes! Oh my God! I was
1: wanting to quote something from it, but it all seems to be about donkeys and, and and rape and like and like yeah and like, I, yeah, and and, like I, I
0: can't i can't have my counsel anymore because he know. he offered to to yeah. suck me off and all that stuff like, so it's I so terrible like, i'm
1: not too sure i can talk about that but i can work around it very <laughs> gingerly
0: you know uh, we will link it in the show notes and click if you're brave <laughs> it is a not
1: safe for work adventure oh my god but so when you said adjudicated, it reminded me of Rick and Morty, and then that reminded me of that that courtroom thing because yes. I just seen a, a YouTube, the um, creator of Rick and Morty, I can't remember his name, did an interview with like Mother something or other or GQ or something, and he did a little Q and A, hmm. and yeah, he was kind of I think amazed by the end of the interv- by the end of the interview that people would be watching him, and not Rick and Morty. But they went over everything, and the only thing he wouldn't talk about on camera. Szechuan sauce.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. I um, I was pulling that from "Way of the Gun," which is a favorite movie of mine.
1: Oh, "Way of the Gun" is great. Yeah, we yeah. we should have a movie episode one time. Oh, that'd be fun. Maybe that'd we could fun. do a, an '80s roundup of the worst <laughs> D D movies ever made. Yeah, that'd be nice. Oh, there's there's one right now on Hulu. It was like, wow, or Amazon, and I'm like, <laughs> God. This is right up there with the Beastmaster.
0: Yes, we should absolutely do a and d movie roundup. That would uh, be phenomenal.
1: It's never... Has it ever really been good? Have there ever really been good D&D? I mean, there was the one with one of the Wyman brothers in it. Um, I think it was truly called Dungeons and Dragons. You
0: know, what we should do is just... Okay, If you if you're making it through this entire cold open, awesome send us your film suggestions for D and D movies. And we will watch as many of them as we can. And we will do a D and D movie
1: roundup and it will be, it'll be something. Hey, and by the way, I love everybody out there, man. Thanks everybody for listening. You know, we were just taking a look at a few things and you guys are out there downloading episodes and listening to episodes and commenting on stuff and embarrassing me on Facebook. (laughs) So it's going really great. Um, I truly, it is, it is really fun. You know, I think if you go back to some of the early episodes, we just do this because we kind of love getting together and farting around and Mm -hmm, recording mm -hmm, stuff. mm -hmm. And, man, I think you guys maybe like it, too, to where you're going to work and you're listening to us or maybe sitting around, hanging out. and
0: telling us topics you want to talk about and coming on the show. Oh, and coming on the show. Yeah.
1: That has been huge in the past year. Yes. We have had more individual special guests join the show. So much, we haven't had the Beautiful voice of Michael Coates on in a while. I know
0: <laughs> we haven't had to tap any of our like mainstay friends, like, hey, yeah. dude, come on, let's 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 put some content out there. Like, like Heather's had a big break, Mike's yeah. had a big break, you know. Mike, like... It's time to do DM's
1: Corner, <laughs> yeah. What to do with their pencils? <laughs> it's, time to, it's time to rally the troops, let's talk about our favorite writing instruments. So, but but again, we're, we're really. Off track here today. Are we even going to start this podcast anytime soon?
0: <laughs> yeah, at uh, what is this? Uh, five minutes in. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are going to pick back up where we left off talking about 3D printers.
1: Do, 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 do. I'm a robot. Do, 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 do. I'm a 3D
0: printer. Do, do, do. Print, yes. print print print
1: <laughs> i love it and by the way none of you can see this but me and dave do a video connection as we're doing the podcast and usually i flip him off a lot while he's reading or talking <laughs> and and it kind of messes him up but that's another story he has his 3d printer in the background today yeah Aww, and yeah. you know uh, it has a tub around it with with it looks like you got to take a picture and put it oh, in the show notes because okay. it looks like you got some kind of heart transplant going on in this cup. Okay.
0: okay that is different than the printer i will take a picture of this and send it to everybody but so, it's a so it's an enclosure oh. for the plastic for the filament
1: oh so it's not the printer's not in there but it's still an accoutrement to the system
0: right Ooh, accoutrement yeah 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 mmm did the i french. use that word right yeah drop okay. in the french dude well, i like it i like I it. i think
1: dave said it earlier and i just copied ah so okay
0: I think this episode, we can talk all about the stuff around the printer that you were probably when you're looking at a printer you're going, Oh, I want the printer. and I'm going to be able to make all these things. But when you get into it, Oh man, pretty quick. You're like, Oh, I want this. And Oh, I want that. And Oh, I need to go get this thing. And there's just a bunch
1: of stuff. Yeah. That, it's kind of like you buy your Xbox. Oh yeah. And next thing you know, Oh, I need another controller. Oh yeah. Oh, 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 I need more games. Oh, oh I need, I need a, the connect thing.
0: Oh, I, I need this. I need the charger. I need the yeah, the, the cradle. Things. I need the yeah. It, now exactly. I gotta get my
1: VR headset with the special charge stand to go. That's a PS4 Pro, but another story. But yes, it's you. You they. You know what? It's like regular printers. Excuse my French. <laughs> cut that one. They sell you a printer, but you gotta have ink. Yes. And then they just rake you over the coals on so, that. Now 3D printing, I don't think's like that.
0: Yeah, you know what's crazy? You know what's hilarious to me? 3D printing plastic is cheaper than printer ink. Like Are like you just, effing let, kidding let's, me. Let's just let's just take a second and bask in the amazingness that I can go out and buy a kilogram of 3D printed plastic that is going to make for me tons of terrain, tons of dice, tons of minis, whatever I need it to make. It's going to make all this stuff eh, 15 bucks, 20 bucks Whoa. if I want the high end stuff. What is a printer cartridge these days? Like a, like a like an inkjet printer thing. Is that like <sighs>
1: 20, 40 bucks. Uh, well, okay, black cartridge, 20 something, you know what I mean? You want to oh, get sure. the pack with the color in it. I think you can go 40 to $70. You know sure, what? We sure. got this amazing thing called Amazon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but dude, Bezos. okay, now let's, let's say. Let's more say you money, sp- Jeff.
0: Yeah, let's say you sprung for a laser printer and you're like, oh, I got to get my toner car- car- cartridge oh, again. Dude, on. that's 100 bucks. Ad- admittedly, you can print more pieces of paper than you can print miniatures, but still. Like the filament is crazy cheap, and I just love that. I love that about the three D printing community, and the reason why. Here's the reason why.
1: Why is it, Dave? There's made from old plastic bags. Yes,
0: it's it's just you know what, secret folks. It's actually just a weed eater wire. They just (laughs) (laughs) rebrand. Just kidding, just kidding. The reason why is because there's not a proprietary cartridge for each printer. All of these printers accept the same size of plastic, the only requirement is that the plastic is the right size. Mm, and so tons of different people can enter into the filament competing space. Um, you know, Amazon has their own brand. Micro Center has their own brand. There's a bunch of just high-end brands out there. Uh, Prusa, the guys who make my printer, make a really high-end brand of, of filament now. I've got e in the house. I've got...
1: e uh, what's up?
0: What? <laughs> I've got all kinds of filaments available to me because it's all standard. Every printer accepts every type of filament. It's amazing.
1: Well, <sighs> do we start with your accessory box that you created for holding your... Or did you pick that up?
0: Yeah, that's a good... Okay, yeah. So let's start off with... You've got your printer, right? Right. And we had talked last episode about how there's different types of plastic, but one of those that I use a lot is PLA, because PLA is cheap, easy to use, and sturdy enough for everything I need. But if you go above and beyond PLA, you're looking at either ABS, which comes with a different need. Uh, That's my brakes. Yeah. Uh, well, no, not ABS breaks, but like, uh, like most plastic that you buy in the store is made with ABS plastic. Most items you buy in the store, it's all made with ABS. It's really durable, super high end. Dude, like, most- what
1: is that plastic shell stuff that holds my toys that I can never get open? Without using like a chainsaw to cut open the package. What kind of plastic sack is uh, that? That's that what you that you need clear to print stuff? Out. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't know what that is. Jesus. That's something else. Okay, go on. Yeah. So ABS plastic comes with its own need of a hood. You have to put your printer inside of a hood for ABS plastic to work. And, and we'll, we'll get into that later. The other type of plastic that is very common is called PET G. P E T G. Mm. And the reason why PET G is popular is because. It's like ABS in that it's very durable, but it's not like ABS in that you don't need a hood. The challenge with PETG is you need to keep it really dry. Oh, I've heard about this. Because PETG will readily absorb moisture from the air. Just ambient moisture it'll absorb, and that makes it brittle. That makes it not feed very well. It makes it not great. Until it's gone through the extruder, melted, and become an object, you want to keep it super dry. And so to do that, I went down to Target. I got one of those tubs that has the rubber liner around the lid, you know, that makes like an Mm -hmm. airtight seal. Sure. I got one of those tubs.
1: I use that to store all my rice during – that way if we have a huge emergency, I got a bin full of rice.
0: Perfect. Exactly like that. Yeah, a dry box, right. Yeah. So I got my dry box, and I drilled some holes into it and put some filament guides through the box – So inside my Tupperware are a couple of rolls of filament. And then there's this guide tube or guide hole that allows the filament to leave the box without letting moisture back in. And then I also have those like little silica gel desiccant things that come with your shoes. Dude, did
1: you buy those or did you just take Ah. them out of all the crap you've been buying?
0: Yeah, dude. Okay. Anytime you buy a roll of filament, it's going to come with one of those desiccant things. Oh, Even cool. if it doesn't need it, cool. it's just going to come with desiccant. So I just toss all of those in there to help keep the bin dry. And and that's what that project is. So I made a dry box so I can have this special type of plastic in there staying dry its entire life um, until I use it. Right. And why does
1: it have three tubes coming out of it? Because it kind of looks like a Cthulhu creature right yeah. now. <laughs>
0: because I could fit three filament rolls inside of it. Um, is really it. I just have a big enough box. Is it different colors? Uh, yeah, yeah different saying. colors, different types. Basically, I'm going to okay. use this bin to hold all my plastic. I'll just choose the one I need for the day that I need it. And, you know, just, just swap out the plastic for if I want a different color or a different type of plastic right then and there. That's the idea there.
1: Okay, and how much did this whole project cost you? I feel like I'm on, like, trading spaces. Yeah, You have $32 <laughs> to make a filament bin.
0: So the only thing I bought, really that you're seeing over there was the drive box itself from target. That was probably $5. And then I printed all the little th- guides that you see. You no see, there's like this orange nozzle. No, dude. You yeah, got to
1: put a picture up. You yeah. got to put a picture yeah. up. Yes. I thought those were uh, purchased from a store, yeah. but you just went to Thingy, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You download it, made yeah. your own guides.
0: Yeah. 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 So if you Google up like 3D printer dry box, there's a ton of guides on how to make these things. And they're like, hey, here's go buy this bin or a bin like it. And then here's some nozzles to print up. And they advise that you go to Amazon and buy a little like, guide hose so you will see in my picture i do i did go out and buy the little brass nozzle and guide hose that's a little extra safe good i also bought some ball bearings or not ball bearings some um yeah i guess they're ball bearings the the it's like a what, what you would use in a skateboard in your in the trucks of your skateboard the oh, little man. bearings the wheel that's ball bearing wheel you know mm-hmm. i bought some of those and what happens is i made a stand and the filament sits on top of the stand. On top of some ball bearings so it can spin freely. Mm. And then the stand and the filament sits inside the dry box with the little guide, guide wires, letting the filament out as I need it. So it's, you know, there's a couple of pieces in here. I bought three things. I printed up everything else I needed, and now I have a little dry box for my filament to hang out in. And they're on little stands, and they can just, you know, uh, let out the plastic as I need it, and it all stays super dry in there. Some folks put in a little a moisture meter, you know, like oh, a little kind
1: of like a cigar thing. They put yeah. in a little humidifier dial. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 exactly. Like a digital or or not, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. Very easy to put a little meter in there just to make sure, you know, that uh, that your containment system is doing its job. That whole project probably took me an afternoon.
1: Are we going to notice a common theme throughout this that the peripherals that we'll be chatting about are really inexpensive in the sense of other items? Is it is it kind of a maker <laughs> thing that's going on here?
0: You will notice in the 3D printing communities that 3D printers are super cheap. These guys, and I don't mean the printer itself, I mean the people who run the printers, this is a community that is immediately thinking I could make this for nothing <laughs> yeah, way faster and way better than buying it for something. And so there's all these guides in here on how to go and make stuff for not a lot of money in order to get, you know, uh, an improvement for your printer. The, the other one that's really big is the enclosure. Like I mentioned earlier, ABS plastic, you probably want to put your printer inside of an enclosure to help regulate the temperature. 'Cause ABS is super temperature sensitive while it's being printed.
1: Wow, almost like a proofing box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: dude, that's a great way to put it. There's all these guides out there on how to make enclosures for printers. Everything from go and buy a light box for photography that's big enough and just put your printer whole stock inside of the light box. Sure thing. To my favorite one. And this is the one that I'm doing. This is one that a couple of my friends have done. It's called the LAC enclosure. L A C K. And it's called the lack enclosure because you drive your butt down to IKEA oh.
1: and buy
0: the little super cheap lack coffee table or yes. not coffee table end
1: table. <laughs> yes, the lack. I, I mean, yes. dude, my house is freaking IKEA, bro. Yes, I yes. brought everything up three yes. flights of stairs in a box and yes. built it in here. When I move, it's stained. Yes, but anyways, dude, if, yes. If
0: you're if you're good on your sales, you can get a lack table for like five dollars or something like you can get it for really cheap
1: that is awesome and
0: the 3d printing community uh prusa has a guide there's a whole bunch of people have guides on there they have made all of the printer object files you need in order to not only build your table because you build the table normally and then you attach all these little guides to hold plexiglass in place and provide latches for plexiglass doors and a hook to hold this and a thing to hold that, and just all these little accoutrements that would get attached to your lac mm, table. Yes, yeah. <laughs> to basically make the world's cheapest 3D printer enclosure.
1: All right, so I had to I had to Google this, and yes. sure enough, it's two lac tables in tables I, on top of each other.
0: You don't even need two. They, they just have to, so you have another one for storage.
1: That is awesome. <laughs> yes. And and you're right. All the little tying connector points, yes. all yes. the little cable management, yes. all the little things for the PEXIGlass are all 3D printed out. Oh dude, yeah. And just screwed to the IKEA furniture. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So the, the most expensive thing on the lac table enclosure is the is probably the plexiglass. You'd probably have to find a glass shop. And ask them, hey, do you do plexiglass? And just tell them what you're looking for. And they'll go and cut the plexiglass and shape it for you and all that kind of stuff. That runs you anywhere between probably 20 bucks to 60 bucks if you buy it online. There's a website that will sell you the plexiglass you need to fit specifically the LAC enclosure oh. model. Uh, I think it's 60 bucks because of shipping and all that kind of stuff. But here's the deal why even make an enclosure? Why doesn't my printer just come with an enclosure? Because. That's so common, like, you almost have to have an enclosure for your printer. I ran into this problem over winter. It got too cold in my garage. Oh. Right? It's too cold. My printer stopped, like, doing the stuff. It would have been really nice to have an enclosure so that it could be warmer inside of there and, and do the printing throughout winter. Other folks need it because of ABS. Some folks want the enclosure to control smell. Or maybe you've left your printer inside your house but you don't want the little micro plastic particles to float around inside your house, so you want it inside of an enclosure.
1: Oh, that! and, and you know you could even get fancy and do a, a HEPA or a type of oh, filter sure. system with oh, a sure. little bit of air exhaust. I mean, oh, you yeah. could even, yeah. Oh, that'd, yeah. That'd yeah, cool. yeah,
0: exactly. So all there's lots of good reasons to do the enclosure. Why doesn't my printer just come with an enclosure?
1: Because you can build it.
0: No. Patents. Oh. Because... Last episode, we talked about how there's all these medical and industry applications for 3D printing. One of the industrial 3D printers out there patented enclosures for 3D printers.
1: You have got to be effing kidding me. And this is the reason why. Was it Disney? Did Disney patent this? Because they are, I love (laughs) them, but they are a big corporation. Go on.
0: Yeah, no, it was, I don't remember the name of the company that that did this, but they're the reason MakerBots are so expensive.
1: Oh, because they do come, just like the Dremel comes in an enclosure too. When we were looking last time, they went ahead and built theirs, but they have quite a hefty price tag. Yes, and that
0: price tag is almost m- guaranteed. A chunk of that is going to the uh, intellectual property for the enclosure because it's a hefty royalty to make a 3D printer with an enclosure. So, all these 3D printer makers that want to go a little bit cheaper, you know, hit a lower price point, they just make the printer without an enclosure, knowing that the community has tons of guides on how to make enclosures for way cheap.
1: Does the printer generate enough heat once it's enclosed for it to be happy? Or will you have to add a, you know, like a heat lamp or something?
0: Y- yeah, as long as the power supply is in there with it, it'll be warm enough. Um, wow. But but a lot of times you want to take the power supply out because it will be too warm if it's normal months. So it just depends on the, the time of year and what your temperature grades are like in the space where you're printing but uh, i also wanted to mention about the patents thing folks don't go out and make a bunch of enclosures and sell those online
1: because <laughs> you said they'll come after you <laughs> yeah exactly i know <laughs> I, w- I know all about that aperture labs <laughs> Coming, shutting down my itsy shop <laughs> bastards
0: i read a couple of articles about the the micro that these things slough off uh, certain kinds of plastic kind of stink Like, ABS plastic kind of stinks when it's being used. All all that kind of stuff. I was was reading all these articles, so I was like, all right, i got to move the printer to the garage. And then I had this huge problem. I was used to doing printing with a little SD card. I would plug an SD card in my computer, upload the file, (laughs) walk it over to the printer, plug it in, print. Easy peasy, right? Well, now i got to go to the garage. Well, that's like... 40 extra steps, dude. Like, I'm not interested in that
1: track. Oh, that means you got to quit playing your Steam games for like going to do that.
0: You know, I'm not going to do that. So, I invested in, and this is the coolest thing in the world. I invested in a little Raspberry
1: Pi. Oh, I love Raspberry Pis.
0: And Raspberry Pi, there's a program out there called Octoprint. So, like Octopus, but Octoprint. And it's an image that gets loaded right onto your Raspberry Pi again via sd card which i have plenty of because i'm a 3d printer guy now um (laughs) you'll notice that you end up with a lot of sd cards when you do 3d printing it's just are they micros
1: because those things about drive me no 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 no. the bigger ones the bigger ones. okay good
0: yeah 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 i have an sd card for calibration only right so all my like things that i use to help calibrate my printer i have one that i use to dial in the printer and then i use a bunch of others for files that i'm actually going to be printing And we'll get into calibration here a little bit later today. So the OctoPrint is amazing. It works on my Wi-Fi. It allows me to control my printer remotely. I can send uh, things for it to print remotely. I can monitor it remotely. If I'm VPN via my phone, I can go pull it up on my phone wherever I am and check on my printer, stop the print if I see problems. Dude, the OctoPrint is pound for pound, dollar for dollar, the best investment for an amateur 3D printer.
1: I'm imagining Octoprint, like many things, is just open source stuff, too, where there's not even a fee to it. No, you're no, basically no! You're buying you're, you're, a Raspberry Pi, yes, and yes, a for SD thirty card.
0: something bucks. Yeah, yes. thirty bucks or something for Raspberry yes. Pi and an SD card.
1: Oh, and get this! This is what I love. And well, right, you can print like, your own case for the Raspberry Pi. That's what I was going to say. Did I steal your thunder? That's
0: what I was going to say because I was looking on Amazon. It's like, oh, I need to buy a Raspberry Pi. It's like, buy this kit for fifty dollars yes. with a with a case and all this stuff. I was like, oh, that case is really cool looking. And I was like, wait, wait, wait! I'm a maker, and so I went out to the freaking thingiverse thing the and, and found like 20 different cases for raspberry Pis was like yes my community knows who i am so the very first thing my raspberry pi printed was a case for itself
1: and i guarantee you there is a printer case that says to be used with the lack furniture from ikea yes <laughs> so here's a screw hole so you can screw totally, it into the side totally. leg i guarantee no. you someone's yes. done that yes absolutely yeah that's the
0: beautiful thing about this is that like People are making objects, and then they're just talking about them on the Thingiverse and other forums. And they're like, oh, it'd be really cool if your object did this. And the guy was like, all right, cool. Well, hey, I made a, I made another version that fits the lack enclosure or fits this other type of enclosure. And I just love it, man. Like between those three things, those are really my big ones, right? The uh, In terms of external things for the printer, the Octoprint on a Raspberry Pi, freaking lifesaver. The enclosure, super handy, very useful. And then that dry box, like you say, just great protection for the for the plastic before you use it. Uh, those three things have really upped my game when it comes okay. to printing and made it so that I'm printing much more consistently. Oh, yeah. Because the thing is, remember, you're dialing this thing in and it can wobble, right? There can be some little imperfections. Wobble, wobble. And what you really want is to make it so that everything's real consistent and real same-same every time you use it so that when you go to print, you're ready. It's good to go. You don't have to go and futz with anything. You don't have to redo any calibration. It's just good to go. And all three of these things that I talked about really make that easy.
1: No office space moments where you bash it with a a baseball bat. You know, one thing I love about getting into a hobby is buying all the things that go along with it Be, do you, is there 3d printing tools that you have picked up like we talked about getting things off the bed and we yes. talked about these things and that stuff is there like a little tool set yes I, I love retro games and i got a special little retro game tool set that has all the little screw tops and all the perfect things to open up cases what do you got
0: yeah so i have a couple of screwdrivers that fit the specific screws and torque screws on my printer I have flush cutters, so it's like snips, but it, it has a flush.
1: Like almost a 90.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it basically has a plane by which it will perfectly cut things instead of it just being in the middle of the cutter. It's on the edge of the cutter. The I'm looking at my my kit over there. Another really big one, which is kind of funny and you wouldn't expect, an acupuncture needle.
1: What?
0: Yeah. So this is surprising. It comes with the Prusa, but if you didn't get the Prusa, you probably need to go out and get one of these. The acupuncture needle is like critical for cleaning out the nozzle if you've got a little gum up in there.
1: Are you sure that's not for your bong? It is not problem. for yeah, no. <laughs>
0: Um That acupuncture needle is just small enough to fit inside that little teeny tiny like 0. 0.4 millimeter nozzle. Get in there and clean out all that plastic. Dude, it is a lifesaver, especially when you're first starting out and you're not quite sure how you're doing everything. Having that little cleaning tool has been a real, you know, a uh, uh, godsend. So if you don't have one. A great idea. Go down to like I don't know your your Asian supermarket, sh- your ap- acupuncture shops, what have you, or just order one online. Yeah. You know,
1: God, you can just get anything online. Dude. And
0: then of course, cleaning supplies. Oh, I oh. I have ninety nine. Think
1: about cleaning. Oh,
0: totally, stuff. totally, yeah. I have ninety nine percent isopropyl alcohol. Can you drink it? Yeah, no, kill your dog. Um, and then I have lintless wipes, so like little microfiber cloths, to to clean the bed because my printer has a special uh, texture bed that pr- that it prints yeah. onto, and that needs to be really clean, uh, probably one every ten prints, yeah.
1: so that it'll it'll
0: adhere to the oh, bed very cause well. Because
1: even those really little micro, no, I'm going to say microscopic, but you know what I mean. Even those really small residue pieces will upset the apple cart.
0: Right, yeah, so you want to, and a little bit of dust, man, a tiny bit of dust goes a long way to messing up bed adhesion. So, yeah, man, cleaning supplies, stuff to clean off the nozzle when it's super hot and the plastic is still molten, you know, so you're not going to touch that with your fingers. You need little tools to get up in there and and, and clean it, like, yeah, all that stuff, just care and feeding kit. Absolutely, you need all those things.
1: Okay, so... You, you talked about beds, and one of the things that was on my mind as as I talked about in the earlier episode, Tyco stole all my money <laughs> as they went bankrupt on trips to China and all over yeah. the world with my yeah. Kickstarter money. Yeah, not that I'm bitter, Patrick Rothfelsberger or whatever, or the guy who won't write the damn book. I'm waiting on. You're so you're, you're,
0: you need to contain your anger points, my oh. friend. <laughs> You're just branching out into all the things. And
1: that girl who left me
0: standing at the thing uh, dance.
1: (laughs) I'm telling you. But but yes, when I was then getting into it and waiting for my printer for two and a half years, I was reading a lot about stuff back then. And people were even coating their beds with, and I'm just going to say, painter's tape. Yes. So, okay, so they would put that down. Has that gotten any better than just putting painter's tape down or so, is there like special uh, bed things you
0: can do now? Man, okay, it really depends on the printer you get. There's a whole slew of guides out there on getting what what is what you're looking for there is bed adhesion, right? The plastic needs to adhere oh, to the bed said. and stay at ad- ad- stay attached to the bed the entire time the print is going on. Lots of things improve that. So if it's like your standard printer without any extra features, yeah, man, you might be using painter's tape. You might be using a freaking glue stick, putting a layer of glue down. Absolutely. Absolutely. You might be doing those things. You might get yourself a piece of glass, tempered glass, and then be putting glue on that or painter's tape on that. You might get a
1: heated bed. And that's what you have. I have a heated bed, And so that kind of warms that bottom layer Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to where it kind of Mm -hmm. adhesives itself. Mm -hmm. Mm That's a word.
0: And it it, it adheres. (laughs) Adhesives. Yeah, it, it, it adheres to the bed and stays stuck to the bed during the entire print. And some heated beds, you still need to do those other tricks. Just depends on the material the bed is made out of. Now, with the Prusa, I got their, like, fancy flex steel textured bed that's heated so i don't need any of those things for my stuff but other people need those things for their stuff so when you're getting into your printer, go and check what people say about bed adhesion for that printer. And you're gonna you're gonna run into things like the glue stick and the painters tape and all of that stuff. Be and sure to totally turn your fun. safe
1: for work filter on before yeah. you look up bed adhesion. But go yeah. on,
0: yeah, exactly. That might be a fetish. Now that uh, now that you say it. Um, oh so... no, it is. I moderate <laughs> that group. Go on. <laughs> I'm glad there's a steady hand at that wheel. Um, <laughs> So you definitely want to research that before you do your first couple of prints, just to see what other people with your printer type do. I didn't have to do those things because the printer I got is really feature rich, but other printers don't have those features and you need to look at the first acoustic.
1: Whether yep. it's glue sticks or painters tape, again, none of this yep. stuff is crazy. Oh no, this is dude! All oh, just oh yeah, and, and, a, and, a, and a scraper.
0: You know, all this oh, stuff. Oh, scraper. Hey, you need oh, a so scraper, like a,
1: a flat, um, yeah, a flat spatula.
0: Yeah, yeah. You need something to scrape the stuff off the off the bed, man. <laughs> like when your when your model is stuck to the to the printer bed so well, dude. Sometimes you just got to get the metal scraper and just
1: wow.
0: get pop that sucker off. And so yeah, like the scraper, exacto knife. Stuff like that. You just got to get in there and, you know, get the thing popped off the the bed.
1: Okay. Another thing I like, because this is all about me, this isn't all about you, (laughs) is I like prop replicas. So I'm a a fan of the replica prop form, RPF, and um, big shout out to them. Um, one thing that really I've watched 3d printers enter that world mm-hmm. um, you know Adam savage from tested.com is a big member there, and you know it used to be you found things and you know they w- they would man the word just escaped me the kit bashing oh, they would yeah. kit bash you know and so you would look at a you would look at something that was in a movie and you would be like, ooh they took that from the Panzer 12 tank from blah blah yeah. blah and then they used this piece and that piece and they kit bashed it, put it together and they made a prop. And so there's a lot of stuff that goes on around there. As this 3D printing revolution came about, and as people were doing movies with models that were being made instead of building, yes. um, that really changed the environment. And one thing that came up from Smooth On, which is a big mold making company, was this 3D coding that you could finish your print. You rub this on. I think it's rubbing alcohol based or something. Um, oh no, fingernail polish based. Fingernail polish, acetone. You 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 put it on and then you buff it. And so we, do you consider that a peripheral and go into it some more? So
0: so uh, tread tread carefully here, folks. If you have ABS plastic, ABS plastic chemically reacts to acetone or nail polish remover, uh, unscented, un you know messed with nail polish remover like straight nail polish remover will full on ruin anything oh, made out of ABS plastic. Yes, yes, full on ruining
1: creating it. your melting yes. goo so, of a villain.
0: So what some people will do and it's it's really delicate, they will take their 3D printed object which admittedly might have Lines. little ridges yep. from the from the printer bed laying it down, especially if you didn't do like a super high resolution thing or maybe you have a bigger nozzle or something like that because you can change out the <laughs> nozzle. You can go like smaller, bigger, whatever. So depending on the size of the nozzle you use to print might change some of these factors. But your object might have little ridges, right? And folks will take the object, put it in a cup, an upside-down cup that has a like a piece of a paper towel that's been lightly soaked in acetone. So it's not even that the paper towel touches Ooh. the object; it's just in the, the same fumes. yeah. The it's just fumes. in the same room, you know, small cup-sized space. And the fumes are enough to smooth over the object. Wow! If acetone directly touches that object, dude, it's gone. It's okay, done.
1: so the smooth-on version of this is a two-part mixture: an A and a B. And you mix the two together, you brush it on, and wipe it off. Now, there's there's more to it than just that. I'm sure there's a little bit, but they've they formulated it so you can put it on and take yeah. it off. So
0: so it must be a very small amount of acetone. That must be what it yeah, is. Who knows a what the other ingredient one. is? Smooth on's yeah.
1: really freaking amazing for model making, but that's yeah. another story. Yeah. So, Interesting because that's like really CSI when they're trying to get fingerprints off of stuff. They put like the super glue in there and they heat it up. And then all of a sudden it adheres to the ridges of the fingerprints that were on the latent piece of glass, blah Ooh, blah neat, blah.
0: Neat. So very I similar. Nice. Very similar with the acetone. If you don't get the smooth on product, you can a lot of times sounds like you could achieve similar results with the sl- you know, small strip of cloth that's been lightly soaked in acetone inside of a small container that has your object. And just you let could it build kinda a box for that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I saw it done with like a glass, just an upside down glass. Um, and if it's a larger object, obviously you'd need a larger thing, but, but make sure that whatever the, the container is, is also not ABS, right? Or is not <laughs> reacting
1: to, to the acetone. Hence the word glass. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think exactly. That that is part of the key
0: there. <laughs> yeah. So plexiglass, I don't know if plexiglass reacts to acetone, but, but you you'd want to double check that before you got into it. Um, Any other big
1: uh, accoutrements like that that everybody kind of hits with? Or is it kind of software-based after that?
0: So there's a ton of software that's useful. We kind of mentioned some of them before. I'll just do a real quick rundown of what I use because I want to talk about calibration. Um, I want to make room for calibration. Um, So I use a 3D modeling software called Autodesk Fusion 360,
1: Oh, yeah, dude. Let's like get the best one in the world. Dude, I, you can get Auto it for Desk. free. You can get it for free. Oh, if yeah. You, you talked about that. You yeah, just got to say what you are.
0: Yeah, yeah. You have to basically, I'm not a company. I'm not right. doing this for money. I'm a student or I'm learning or something along those lines. And, and they'll give you a license for free. You're good wow. to go. You can and make guns. any object you want.
1: They are the, to me, they are the tops. I use Autodesk yes. at work and it is definitely quality, quality, quality. To get that for free is amazing.
0: Well, well it's not AutoCAD. It's, it's Autodesk Fusion 360. That's the 3D modeling software. There are free uh, sites and free softwares out there. I played other, with other Blender than... as I yes. was
1: waiting for my Tycho for two and a half years.
0: <laughs> yeah, Blender is a great, great uh, way to do it. Absolutely. Autodesk is just a little bit more feature rich. You can do more things with it, obviously, just because it's a enterprise you know product. Yes. The next thing I use for everything, for everything, is a program called Mesh Mixer. Because mesh mixer will automatically detect little holes and imperfections in the model. What? So if you imagine my printer's going to print this thing, I sure don't want a hole in the thing letting a bunch of water or whatever into the middle of my mini. Right? Because remember, my mini is hollow on the inside. So mesh mixer will automatically fix my model. So any model I download or buy or what have you, kickstart, whatever it is, all of those models go through Mesh Mixer first wow. because mix mi- Mesh Mixer will clean it up and allow me to manipulate things. Remember, we talked about the whole like, oh, I want a house with a removable wall. Right. I would use Mesh Mixer to make a seam in the object. One side is the wall, the other side is the rest of the house. Mesh Mixer would make that Seals super it. easy for me to do. Yeah. And then it seals it. Yes, exactly. It seals the whole thing. So it's a each piece are standalone objects that are not going to get ruined by being alone. So mesh mixer is a requirement if you're into 3D printing as far as I'm concerned. Just because of those two utilities. The ability to manipulate objects very easily and then prevent them from being busted.
1: And let's be honest. If you got a model of a little mini yep. or a model of something like a chest, you know, uh, T- uh, Tiven put up the humble pack there on our facebook um for someone selling um or you a humble bundle right you you donate and you get so many of these 3d printed oh yeah
0: that's all the dragon layer stuff dude all of their terrain and their minis it It is such a good collection
1: it was a great little post into the group for anybody thinking about 3d printing and would you still have to run those or do you think those were already run No, no, I would run them. I would run run everything. So you get this Humble Bundle. You get all this stuff. You want to print it out. The last thing you want to do is print it out three times while you try and find all the holes. (laughs) This solves that problem for you. That is phenomenal.
0: Totally, yeah. And the other thing that it's really good at is the supports, right? Because remember we had talked a little bit earlier about how some objects, because of the way they have an overhang or something like that, Mm -hmm. you might need to have a support in the middle holding up an arm or a sword or something like that slicers they do supports but they don't get as many updates i don't think as say a mesh mixer or some of these other programs so some of these other programs have better supports right so i go into mesh mixer to do all my support stuff and then i move it into my slicer basically ready to print and then you open up freaking the octoprint website on your local network drag and drop the file onto OctoPrint and tell it to print. And then, boom, you get your file, like, however many hours later. And, I dude, I love it. Like, those three programs, you know, one, two, three, finish with the OctoPrint for the fourth program, it's super nice because you know you're doing a rock-solid, you know, object. You know there's not going to be any problems with it. And, um, you know, you don't have to sit there and baby it. Because the other cool thing about Octoprint, you can plug a webcam into the
1: thing. I oh, forgot to mention that. Oh, my God. So you so, can watch it from yes, home, from work yes. and even stop it.
0: Yes, exactly. I forgot to mention that. You can plug any 3D or almost any webcam into it, and it'll watch it for you. And it'll do a time lapse if you want to do a time lapse. Mm. And it just looks great. So, um, yeah, the, the, between those four pieces of software, you're pretty much made of gold in, in the 3d printing market. The last thing I really want to talk about is calibration. And that's because whenever you get a printer, even if you're getting a feature rich one, like mine, that does the bed leveling and all that stuff, you still want to calibrate. Some printers have little calibration wizards. And those are pretty good. You should do those before you do your first couple of prints. Once you get a couple of prints under your belt, though, and you're like, oh, I really want to do fine detail. I really want to get, you know, great prints out of this device. There is a Google Doc that I will link called the, Concept- the Comprehensive Calibration Guide for FDM 3D printers. Now this doesn't help with the SLA laser light show printers, but it does work for all the FDM printers. This is a, an exhaustive guide that shows you every little thing you might need to do in order to tune your printer and get it calibrated so that the object you send to it is going to come out as perfect, as perfect as it possibly
1: can. Wow. Wow.
0: And this calibration dock is phenomenal. Uh, one of the things I do, which I don't know if this doc mentions, but um, there's a guy out there that made an object that's just a square. It's a, it's a single layer of plastic, one square. And I love this object because I can print it up and pull it off the bed, and I feel the object front and back. I just run my fingers along it. If the object is smooth, I know that I'm well calibrated. If it has any bumps or comes apart in any way, I'm not well calibrated. And I know I've got to make some adjustments. Um, so I'll link to both of those things. I'll link That's to that. That's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. This object is, oh, dude, it has saved me so from so many problems. I'll link the object. It's super easy. And then I'll link that comprehensive guide because it's like, I wouldn't start with the guide because it's a lot. But when you've done, say, 10 or 20 things and you're pretty happy, but you want to like really nail it down and really make it excellent, then open this guide and start looking through it. Because this is like, this takes you, way, this takes you from novice to like intermediate or maybe even to expert because it, it, it really gets into all the little things that, that you might need to do to, to fine tune your stuff. Yeah, I mean this has been like the maybe the work episode of yeah. 3D printers. Yeah. But, you know, if you get into printing, these are some of the things you're going to run into, these are some of the things you're going to have to deal with or you would want to deal with in order to finer or hone your or, craft
1: or to really go what is my next step if I'm going to drop into that journey? Like yeah. right now, yep. I could tell you I don't have space. Mm-hmm. You know, the printer itself I mean, you can get one that I mean, look at the shelf behind me. It would fit just on one of those shelves, right? Sure. But oh my gosh, but where's the PLA going to go? Right. Oh my gosh, what's this? Oh my gosh, right. it's not going to be all at one temperature. Right. Oh my gosh. So now I got to kind of dedicate a little space to it. Yeah. I don't have any space to dedicate. I got freaking talisman games stacked <laughs> up to the ceiling, bro. I ain't right. got no room for a 3D That's printer. Right. That's right. And and
0: I really like this episode because maybe you're exploring your your, your question questioning the 3D printer world, right? And that first episode was all about the things you could do and some of the basics. This episode about the, you know, going from novice to an intermediate and maybe even into expert, is this path appealing, right? Yeah. Knowing all of these things that you might run into, is this something that's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of exciting. I want to get into it. Okay, then maybe 3D printing is for you. If hearing all of this stuff we've been talking about is like, yeah, no, nah. no. I'm not into it, <laughs> then 3D printing is not for you, Mark. right? Go find a guy who has a printer or go to the Let's library. Let's go back
1: to my boat story. Yes. Having a friend with a boat is <laughs> yes. a great thing to have. Yes. Mark, remember that, Mark, when I come down this summer. That's right. That's
0: right. Mark with the boat, apparently. Yes.
1: Um. <laughs> Mark, you know Mark. We work with him.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he was on the show talking about oh, Alcon. Oh, yeah. Alcon. You're right. Yes, yes. 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 Mark yes.
1: Alcon. God, do we have any friends left that haven't been on the show? we, we got to work them. this out. We've we got to work find it out. them
0: and bring them on to the show.
1: When's Boo coming on? Boo, it's when wrong. are you coming on the show? Yeah.
0: Oh, I already know the game that Boo needs to talk to us about. Okay. We're going to get Boo on the show. It's got a campaign for that. Um, but yeah. So if this is stuff that is exciting to you and you think, oh, well, everything he said so far sounds like, yeah, I could probably figure that out. Awesome. 3D printing is, is up your alley. If not hey, no, no shame in just going down the library and having them print this stuff up for you. Or going to Shapeways, you know? Yeah. Pay Shapeways to give you a perfect object. They've already figured all this stuff out. They have a warehouse full of these things. They're yeah, they don't got like 500
1: Tycos. They got yeah. like industrial machines yes. knocking yes. this out.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. My next episode I want to do is building your own printer. I <gasps> bought a kit.
1: I'm going to have to do a little research.
0: But, dude, you could totally go build your own PC, but instead build your own 3D printer, buy all your own components, buy all your own stuff, all your own mods, all this stuff, controllers out of Arduinos, and all kinds of stuff. I want to get into, if you're going to make your own printer, what, what are, where do you even begin? I don't know how to do that. I have a friend in mind who has done this several Ooh, times. and A guest. Yes. And a guest I want to bring on to talk about the potential of making your own printer. So I think that'll be, you know, episode three of this series. And I don't know when episode three is going to happen, but uh, we will get to episode three basically whenever all three of us can get on a call together.
1: Excellent. I love it. And we got in spoiler wise, we got to do a game here pretty soon. So um, yes. I know that you've been chatting about doing a game online. What are you thinking about doing game-wise? What, another high-shelf gaming-approved event. Yeah,
0: so we're going to do... Uh, I wanted to get a game that would kind of bridge us to Gen Con. And so we're going to do another short run. It's going to be Traveler RPG. We just recently did an episode on Traveler. There was a ton of interest in the community about playing Traveler since we did an episode about it. So I'm going to run a Traveler game three to four episodes along you're in it a bunch of other folks are in it i think it's going to be a riot i so yes. i if nobody dies during character creation i'm going to be very sad
1: <laughs> and, and literally i just watched the crow the other day and i've decided that either my character is going to be like skank or oh. tin tin so we don't know we'll see if skank makes it because you know skank may die well you remember
0: here's the thing about the traveler character creation you might not get the character you set out to get in the beginning
1: Oh, that's fun. yeah, that you
0: might end up with
1: uh, something a little different, but Patrick that's okay. this
0: that's how that's the joy of the game. It's the joy of the game. So yeah, we'll uh that's that's gonna be coming up next for us i've I've got some organizational messages to send out and we need to do the calendaring for that. but that'll be our next um streamed uh, role playing game. Uh, we still do youth squad regularly. we still do board games on Friday nights regularly. I'm looking forward to all that stuff. okay. Well, I think we have pretty well handled our topic today. Again, folks, if you have any questions about 3D printing, send them our way. I know that there's more questions on Ryan's list that we haven't gotten to, and we may include that in our third episode. I think between one and two that we've probably hit like 80%. Yes, we Robin's
1: have. Questions. I was giving that a review before we started. And Ryan, man, those are some great observations about yeah. 3D printing. I yeah. can't wait to hear about your 3D printing adventure. So maybe after episode three, and when Ryan gets a printer, Yes. Goes through all the trials and tribulations. Yes. We can have him back on, fresh from the pain,
0: dude. Oh, oh, oh! One of our, one of our uh, uh, DM corners, yeah, could be Mike with his three D printer. <gasps>
1: That would be great. I did not yeah. know Mike was into 3D Pro. Oh, yeah.
0: He got an Ender 3 and made... He's got all the stuff, man. He's Dude, got the did he buy that just gone. because of Ender's
1: game? Mike, did you get that <laughs> just because of Ender's game?
0: What it was is uh, Thanksgiving, they were doing a sale.
1: Ah, uh, Black Friday kind of thing? Oh,
0: yeah. Guys... Black Friday sales, all the 3D printing uh, sites, not just don't go to just Amazon, go to like other 3D printing sites that sell hardware. A lot of them do Black Friday sales. A lot of them do summer sales, all that kind of stuff. So um, worth it if you're interested.
1: Did he get an Ender 3? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. That thing yeah. looks beautiful, dude.
0: Doesn't it? It's all like sleek and, and just, just good looking.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome.
0: Well, everyone, uh, thanks a ton for listening and spending your, your valuable time with us. As always, have fun and play well.
1: May all your roles be crits.
0: thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you.